0: Stella Belafonte here, and thank you for joining me at my table on this Tuesday for another tasty top pick. We're going to have an appetizer because I'm greedy, then there's the main course, which is what brought you here in the first place, and we'll end things with a sweet dessert. Boy, have I ever. I hope you're hungry. Enjoy. Enjoy. stopping y'all gonna get this podcast hey Stella Bella Fonte here and welcome to another tasty Tuesday and thank you for joining me for another episode of tasty Picks. this is episode 41 and I'm feeling really good about that so let's start today's episode with an appetizer well I'm not eating anything right now because I actually, you know what? I had a really, really tasty dinner last night. I took it into work with me and it was takeout. And I'm not going to talk about the place that I bought it from because I honestly don't like the attitudes of the people in this place, but the food, oh my God, the food is banging. And it just pains me that the attitude of the staff in this soul food establishment is just for shit anyway I walked in I was all braced and ready for the bullshit you know whoever's serving me my food tweaking off or whatever she's into recreationally if you know what I mean uh the 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 niece or the cousin Serving up food, looking like a zombie. I'm serious, like a whole zombie. The young lady that put my food together yesterday. Actually, she didn't put my food together. She took my money. It was like she was in some kind of daze. And it's always like this in this place, which is why I opt not to go. But last night, I was in the mood for good food. I didn't want the standard takeout. I didn't want fast food. I wanted good solid stick to your ribs food and that's what i got so i got an order of chopped barbecue some people call it pulled pork chopped barbecue with baked macaroni and cheese and collard greens to go and then i had them drizzle some of the barbecue sauce from the barbecue turkey wings that were there over the chopped barbecue oh my goodness tastes! When I tell you it was so good and the portion they gave me was so huge, I should be ashamed of myself. I ate that food in one sitting. I didn't save any for later. There was no leftovers. I didn't bring any home so I could snack on for lunch today. I bust that meal down in one shot and I have no regrets. But I was good because that was my only meal for the night. And you know one thing I can say working overnights? I'm not a huge snacker. I have to be doing like a double shift in order to just sit up snacking all night. But this meal held me down. That and um, some Arizona sweet tea. And I was good. And all my water. Got my water. You know. But again, this place is going to remain nameless because um, they're they just nasty. They, they When I say nasty, not the way that they cook your food or take care of your food. But the way they treat you. So... They're not going to get any accolades from me. If you want to find out who the name of this place, if you follow me on Instagram, Estella Belafonte or Tasty Topics, you can DM me and don't tell them that Stella was talking shit about him because he might spit in your food, you know, but um, yeah, it was real good and I felt good about that. So let's get right into my mentals. You know what? This Mercury retrograde has been nuts. I have been having some of the wildest dreams. Now, I says I don't know if you all remember your dreams. I got a couple of people around me who tell me that they don't remember what they dream about each night. And I guess, fair enough, you know, everybody's not going to remember everything. But I was always weirded out by my peoples that tell me that they don't dream at all. I had to explain to one of my friends that we all dream. We dream nightly. We dream every time we go to sleep, no matter what, whether we remember it or not. And I don't think that he was aware of that. But I'm one of those people that not only do I remember my dreams, some of my dreams are so vivid that I want to start keeping like a pen and a notepad next to me so I can jump up and write down everything that happened as I can remember it in the dream. And I'm also big on dream interpretation. There were a few times where I had dreams that were so damn vivid that when I looked up the interpretation of that dream, it perfectly matched whatever emotion I was feeling or whatever was happening in my lifetime. Yeah, I have had some really wild dreams. i will discuss that on another episode of Tasty Topics. I've had some dreams where they were almost prophecy. It got to a point where in my family, they don't, they know I'm not a bullshitter. Like I'll have a dream that's so vivid regarding one of our family members and I'll call my family and I'll let them know, hey, I had a dream about Aunt so and so or Uncle so and so. And they'd be like, oh, okay. And then when they called up that aunt or uncle, there was something that corresponded with my dream going on in their life. And it's like, well, I'll be damned. Oh, Stella Belafonte is here for a reason. You know, maybe I'm supposed to be some sort of high priestess or something. You know, I'm always talking about all of these crystal magic candle burning women out here. You know, all of these exotic divas that, that talk to the animals and the spirits and the ancestors. Like, I don't know about all that stuff. I am not wise when it comes to that type of knowledge but I know that there's something about me I do have some sort of insight and I do want to look into tapping into it well anyway um that's that as far as my mentors my dreams have been really nuts been doing a lot of again dream research looking up the interpretations of my dreams and um you know I just got a Few things going on. Oh, what I do want to do for myself, for my mentals, my spiritual, my physical, my emotional, I've got another vacation date coming up at work, another week off. And I said, What I want to do for myself, since I had all this shit going on, you know, with my car and everything, it's going to be a staycation. I enjoyed my last staycation in July, actually. I had the time of my life, you know, summer of Stella. Well, now summer's coming to a close as of this episode. And um, what I'd like to do is jump in my car, put a bottle or two of bubbly, my favorite wine or whatever, get some good food. Like, I don't know, maybe like some sushi or something, like something that tastes good when it's like semi room temperature. Let me tell you where I'm going with it. And I want to jump in my car. And drive to Atlantic City or to Connecticut to that Foxwoods Casino. And I want to get a big room, like a nice suite, overnight with a jacuzzi. And just lay up in the room by myself and smoke on my City Hemp CBD. You better check it out. City Hemp, some of the best CBD on the planet. Drink my wine, eat my good food, get up in the morning have a nice breakfast, go to the spa, and then just take a slow ride home. That's what I want to do this year for my staycation. So stay tuned for the details of that because I really think I'm going to get that done. Yeah, that's going to be my treat for my mentals. I deserve it. I feel like, um, you know, life is rough, especially life in New York City. And for all the fun that I have and the good times that I experience, you know, a lot of crap happens too. And I feel like I need to do more to treat myself. I deserve more treats away from all the garbage and the nonsense. And that's something that I want to do for me. So again, stay tuned for that info. So today's episode, uh, let me all let you know. I want you to look this up. I was a guest on Hard or Soft podcast, Llama, Tahoe, Loon. It was all of us on Hard or Soft. Hard Soft is hosted by podcaster Tahoe. I've mentioned him before. If you don't follow Tahoe, you need to. You need to follow Tahoe TV, Hard Soft podcast, and So Shameless podcast. Those are all of. The Tahoe podcast that you need to get into. They're all great. So I was a guest on one of the great ones. Hard Soft podcast. And I'd like you all to go check it out. I was so nervous. I want you all to check it out on all the streaming platforms. And including YouTube. What he's been doing is uploading the clips from the recording in pieces. Again, clips on Instagram. And outside of Instagram, he uploaded the actual video in two parts on YouTube that you can check out now. So again, you need to like and subscribe at heart of Soft podcast and let me know can you tell that i was nervous like i want to know tasters can you can you see my insecurities because i have a lot of insecurities when it comes to being on camera llama from views of the next i sent him a text i'm like oh my god i hate the way i look on camera he's like listen i'm not going through this with you you know i've heard that before you got people that hate the way they look on camera i hate the way they sound they say that their voice doesn't sound like their actual self so again no are my minor insecurities and just check me out but I enjoy myself we touched on some very very tasty um hot super adult subject matter which is what they do on harder soft and um let me know what you think so speaking on some of the hot and very adult subject matter that they touch on let's get into it Let's talk about what brings you all to my table today. Let's talk about being a cougar. That was one of the topics that we touched on at Heart of Soft, and I've been labeled the proud cougar. Actually, that's a label that I guess I put out there on myself, and I did that in the episode that I did with Views of an Ex, and I discussed my experience with a younger man when I was very young. And I discussed, again, my experience as a cougar um, in recent years. So how do we define a cougar? Now, it's gotten to a point where people feel that a cougar is a woman who's just dating or involved with a man who's younger than her, no matter how much young. I know women who date men two years younger than them, and they feel like they're cougar because of it. No, sis, if you are dating a man that's only two years younger than you, you ain't no damn cougar. You're just dating a younger man. Now, I feel, in my estimation, cougars, when you start dating men over five years younger than you and better, now you're moving into cougar territory. Five years younger than you, you have definitely, um... You, you've made it. You in the game. You might be sitting on the bench. Anything five years, like six, seven years, you in the game. Seven, eight years and better. Okay, you're an all-star. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about one of my um, MVP ring experiences as a Cougar. Back when I was in my late 30s, again, you know, I'm 45 now. I had gotten involved with a young man who was 15 years younger than me. Yeah. And I'm with no shame. He was 15 years younger than me. We were hard hats together. We worked on the steel together. And taste this. Just let me just run right into it. This young man was so gorgeous. He was not from New York City. He was from the South. But in the construction world, you will have people come to work in New York. From out of town, they call them boomers. Whatever, okay, boomers are hard hats that go from state to state, wherever there's a construction boom. So, if there's a boom in DC, it could be Nevada, it could be Connecticut, Jersey, New York City, they're gonna move to where the money is. They follow the money. So, anyway, this young man was a boomer and he was from down south and he was fucking gorgeous. Oh my god, this man was beautiful. I remember I would feel him watching me when we were on the steel together, but I would say, nah, I know this pretty young look. This PYT ain't looking at my old ass. And um, I tried not to pay him any attention. He was very quiet, but he was strong. Like, I would just watch him. It's like whatever they do down south to the young men, as far as um, getting them together for hard work, I, I got to say what Sister Patterson said. If you all don't follow Tiffany Pollard from I Love New York and Flavor Love, you got to follow her mother, Sister Patterson, on Instagram. She's hilarious. She had made a post a few months ago that said, you can't deal with these great northern men. You got to get you a man from the south because he knows hard work. He knows what it is to be a slave. And that's the kind of man you need. When she said, leave these great northern niggas alone. So anyway, this young man was not a great northerner. He was a down south boy and he was so strong. And when I say pretty, yeah, you you got men out here that are pretty. And he was one of them. Nice, thick, dark eyebrows, long, beautiful lashes, honey brown skin. Like just that, that golden honey, real dark, pretty, wavy hair. I'll never forget his hair was so black. And his eyebrows and all his facial hair was so black That a lot of people thought he was doing the Philly thing You know, the Beijing, getting it dyed And he wasn't This was just how naturally black and shiny this young boy's hair was And again, he was strong Like, you know, we already discussed this I I like him lean I don't do nothing fat tasters And he was just so lean And I would just stand back and just watch him sometimes Like, honestly, this young man could do the work of two men by himself and get it all done in a faster amount of time than one man alone look than one of these great northerners so anyway we got involved it was actually another um fellow iron worker who had told me that he look he was kind of sweet on me and when he told me how old he was I was like what I'm old enough to be his mother like now nah, I can't deal with him it's like oh well you know he's interested. Look first and foremost he wasn't even I felt like damn you're not even brave enough to approach me but it wasn't that he was a southern gentleman and he didn't want to be disrespectful so he passed the word that he was crushing on me to a co-worker that he felt was worthy that wouldn't think it was funny and that would relay the message to me without turning it into gossip and that's what he did and tasters let me tell you it all started with one or two days hanging out with the fellas after work, you know, in a group setting. And hanging out with the fellas turned into me. And this 15 years younger than me, man, going on a date, date turned to romance. And the next thing you know, I was in love with this man. So let's talk about the pros and the cons of being um, an all-star cougar. First of all, let me tell you what I feel an a, a all-star MVP cougar is. When you date a young man and he actually likes you for you and falls in love with you for who you are. And it gets to the point where you don't even feel the age gap no more. It just flows. Like we discussed that on Heart of Surf. Like I don't know if you all remember the movie Juice. Remember Q was a senior in high school. And he was dating the registered nerves. Remember homegirl Dawn from Invoke? She had her own crib and everything. She was fine as hell. She definitely was um grown. I would say in that movie, she had to be playing at least late 20s. Late 20s to 30 at least. And I just remember when I watched Dawn and Q together in their one or two scenes in Juice, it didn't look odd. Like they were perfectly meshed. And it looked real good. So I feel like that's one of the first things that comes with being um, an all-star gold medal cougar. It has to feel right. It can't feel odd. You never want to get involved with a man who's younger than you. And it's hanging over your head 24-7. That's not cool. And also, when you notice his maturity levels match those of men that are twice his age well depending on how young you're dating or or older than him like my young man he i said he had an old soul and taste this i'm gonna reveal this one of the things that made me fall in love with him first was the fact that he had such an old soul i don't mean like old and dried up like he was such a gentleman he actually had qualities That reminded me of my paternal grandfather. And I remember telling that to my favorite down south cousin. Like, hey, cousin Glenn, PJ. We talked about it. I said, you know why I'm so crazy about him? He reminds me of daddy. Like, that he does. He reminded me of my grandfather just in his chivalry. Like, he really, he just knew how to treat a lady as young as he was. Like, excuse me if I'm babbling, but this young man has so many good qualities. I feel like I could just spend all afternoon bragging to you about him. And you know what? That's what I'm going to do. He was also a man of God. This young man that I was dating was raised in a religious household, good, strong Christian values. And you know what that means a lot I learned over the years that you have to get with men that place God first in their lives. Know that God is the, the head and that they come next. And then afterwards, it's the women. You know, it, it, it's a whole pyramid. Like, I, I, look it up one day when you get a chance, to taste this Malcolm X broke it down how it should be. In a black household Or any household as a family But God definitely first And what I loved about this young man Is that he put God first And you know what I keep calling him young man Like hey young man young man We ain't gonna call him young man You know what we gonna call him We gonna call him Romeo And if you want to get a picture Of what he looked like Think about Rest in peace Merlin Santana From the Steve Harvey show So yeah there's your visual. So visually, again, he was just beautiful. Emotionally, he swept me off my feet. I don't know if you all know, uh, have I discussed this with you all, but I believe in astrology. And he was a Pisces man. And tasters, my ladies, I don't know if any of you have ever dated Pisces men, but they will wow you, razzle-dazzle you, and sweep you off your feet. Pisces men are so romantic, and this young man knew about romance. On our first date, he was holding my hand. I think we heard a song playing from a car when we were walking. Our first date was in the summertime, and he just started spinning me around. And it was like, dance with me, Stella. Come on, dance with me. And that blew my mind. It was like he wasn't afraid to express happiness. So, okay, let me go back to, again, how to be a gold star MVP cougar. When a younger man wants to do for you, because the worst feeling in the world is getting with a young man with the fear that he's looking for a sugar mama. And it's a valid fear because a lot of that goes on. You see the jokes, you see posts, you see memes about young men getting with women because they want whatever new... um. Game shit is out. I don't even know what's out anymore. What is it, PlayStation? I'm so far behind. Or, or, or a pair of Jordans or whatever. No. You don't want to feel like that. So if you're dating a man who's younger than you. Much younger than you. And he's the one gifting and planning dates. And concerned about who you are. You are definitely gold star. Okay. What else did I want to touch on here? It was just so much that I had to say. Oh. I even spoke about my relationship in the writer's collective that I'm in. Somebody asked the question. They posted, what do you learn from dating with an older woman? So sit back, Tasters, this, because this one, it, it, it's, it's pretty long and it's going to get deep. So here's a letter to my young love from a cougar. What do you learn from dating an older woman? This is a question again that was asked in the writer space. I said I was in a loving relationship for close to three years with a wonderful young gentleman who was fifteen years my junior. So my Romeo. We had our ups and downs, but during our up periods, he often mentioned how much he was learning from me. He loved that I wasn't afraid of experiencing the unknown when it came to food, traveling, or sex. It excited him to be with a woman who had some life experience and could introduce him to new things. For me, he learned how to be comfortable in his own skin, especially especially when it came to intimacy. I taught him that the human body comes with clings and clangs and noises that he shouldn't laugh at because that's what young men often do. And that he shouldn't tease a woman about. With me, he learned that we are all human. And that letting out an accidental fart in the bedroom. Or waking up next to your lover looking ugly in the morning wasn't something to be mocked. My tidiness levels also impressed him. When he got his first apartment, he looked forward to going out and buying cleaning supplies. So that his his home could be as neat and fresh smelling as mine. Forgive me, tasters. You know, I'm really just rolling in. an overnight shift so I'm gonna stumble you know I'll trip over my words but just follow me my young man also learned oh goodness because I'm actually reading it as I posted it my young man also learned from dating someone my age that a woman being older didn't necessarily make her wiser not every time he learned that older women could sometimes be as emotional and clueless about life and love as a teenage girl There were times when as old as I was he would have to hold me in his arms when I was sad and stressed out and assure me that everything would be alright. There's so much that a young man can learn from dating an older woman and so much that an older woman and a younger man can learn from each other. So there's that. Tasters. That was my story. That was like a basic overall synopsis of what my relationship was like with my Romeo. And You know what? It wasn't all good. We had our moments, but there was just so much good. When you talk about the pros and the cons, dating a man that much younger than me, there was so much more pros to it than there were cons. Like I was explaining, I love the fact that he called me his lady and, um, you know, we had our shady moments. Do you all remember that part in how Stella got a groove back when Stella and the dude, Winston, the the young Jamaican that she was dating, went to the bar together? And the female bartender goes, oh, you and your mother is so close. That's wonderful. And they really started like, I think, heavy kissing in front of her. Like, bitch, you know that ain't none of his mother. And, you know... Romeo was ready for it. We had an experience like that at a seafood restaurant one Saturday night. A lot of the staff was young. Look, young, stupid black bitches. That, you know, that's what we do. And, um... They knew good and well that this was not my son because we don't look alike. They knew he wasn't my nephew, no relative, none of it. So when they came to take our order, they took his order first. And then it's like, and your, before she could get slick and say your aunt or whatever, he said, yeah, and my lady will have, they all gagged. It was like, oh, wow, you're together. older, so adorable. No, it wasn't adorable. It was fact. That young man was good to me. And we weren't a joke out here. So um, away from how to be a gold star, Cougar, let's talk about the things you need to be prepared for. Definitely prepare yourself for shady moments. I even had some shade from a friend. We were all supposed to meet up on the Nautical Mile in Long Island. One of these holidays might have been Memorial Weekend or whatever. And she was with her man and I was with Romeo. And I never forget, it seemed like every time we were supposed to meet up on the mile, either I just missed her or we just left that restaurant. We just left that bar. And I couldn't understand how a whole day we're on the mile and we're just not passing each other, not seeing each other. And you know what conclusion I drew, Tasters? She didn't want to run into me and my Romeo with his young, fine ass, with her old demand, because I feel like she felt that she would have to explain herself or explain why her friends are dating men that young. Basically, she had secondhand embarrassment for me. And it, it woke me up out of my sleep that night. And I actually, I cried about it. And remember my Romeo, these are one of the moments, like I was saying, where he had to hold me and I had to be a little girl in this young man's arms because my friend was so embarrassed that her old ass man, her old fart would see me and my young man and have thoughts and things to say. Well, fuck him and fuck her too, because she and I are no longer friends. Not because of that, for various reasons, but shit like that didn't help. And another reason why I want to touch on this today, uh, it was reported that actress Megan Good is currently dating an actor who's about 10 or 12 years younger than she is, so you know... (laughs) Oh, the tongues are wagging about that one. First and foremost, like this, said, so let's talk about Miss Good. I'm not exactly sure how old Megan Good is, but I know she's definitely, um, if she ain't 40, she's close to it. And apparently this young man is not, again, about 10, 12 years younger than her. But Megan looks as good as or better than a lot of these young women out here. She's got her shit together, body tight. You know, keep a little makeup together, hair done. Like she could definitely attract a younger man and not for no sugar mama reasons. Um, Let's talk about the bad, what you want to avoid when you're dating a younger man. And I'm putting this out there. There's a particular listener and I'm putting this all out there too because uh, she and I were having a conversation regarding dating a younger man. And she said that she couldn't imagine dating somebody who was so much younger than she was. However many years younger, it was too much for her. And I was saying, just give it a chance. And she just shut it down like, no way, no how. So I hope, look, since you know who you are with your fine, pretty ass, if you're listening, give it a chance, give it a chance, girl. So here goes some of the don'ts that you want to, um, the things that you want to avoid when stepping into Cougar territory, the mothering, this is something that Tahoe touched on and I misinterpreted what he meant about mothering. He was looking at it in a positive light, like looking at an older woman I guess regarding her as a mo- not even a mother figure. I forgot the way he explained it. That's why you all need to go to Heart of Sword Podcast and listen to him explain it himself. Because I don't want to fumble what he mentioned. But I get it. But let's talk about what I mean mothering. You're not these men's mama. You don't want to... Well, di- di- Make sure you dress warm. Did you eat something? Don't be coming in-, in this house late. Make sure you lock the door behind you. No, you're not... His mother. When you're dating a younger man, it's supposed to be dating, and you don't smother him either. You gotta let these men have their freedom. When you're dating younger men, you gotta remember he was young when you met him. He's gonna be young as long as you're dating him. And I don't mean just let let him run amok and make you feel like a fool in these streets because he's young. But it's just you gotta allow. A younger man to make younger man mistakes and depending on how much younger than you he is think back to when you were that age because I remember there were one or two times with my Romeo you know he got next to me kind of just frustrated me because he never really made me mad he was just so wonderful but it was like one or two things and I really had to sit and say he's not acting stupid he's not being a fuck nigga what he's doing is acting his age and also what made me bring that up there's a rapper this week I don't know his name he can remain nameless but it's all over the social media gossip that at 19 years old he just got out of a relationship a heavy relationship with a 27 year old the reason why we know all their business this week is because this 27 year old woman has decided to take to social media crying over him i mean real boo-hoo tears tasters like oh my god i don't know what i'm gonna do without him that is a no no first of all you should never be down that bad over any man i don't care what age they are but sis when you're almost 30 and he is a teenager. See, I take issue with that too. I'm going to put that out there. It's one thing to be a cougar. But when you are past a certain age, you shouldn't even be dealing with men who are still in their teens. Something about that teen, it just irritates me. It, it damn near, I don't want to call it pedophilia, but you are damn sure, you you definitely step in. Um, into some real on some thin ice fucking with teenagers like what do you think and then what was odd to me when this 27 year old woman was crying all over social media this week about this young rapper she's talking about their breakup i did the math he's 19 you're 27 um y'all been together a while how long were you together sis was he legal And then another thing with dealing with men in their teens, you can't drink. You can't do a lot of shit. Like why there are even certain jobs that you can't get hired for until you're at least 21. So I just can't imagine what would make a woman that age want to date a teenager. But I I don't want to seem judgmental. But again, I brought that up to say you definitely don't want to turn into a nagging, crying, whiny baby. You know, not that you got to be schooling him 24-7 because you're older, but you definitely don't want to break down and become the child. You don't want that type of role reversal when you've become a cougar. And again, don't let other people make you feel embarrassed. I am going to put it out there. If you do want to start dating and, and get into the cougar lane, you can't do it with... A nagging embarrassment, or the feeling that some—you know—you're always being watched, or that people are gonna whisper, they're gonna talk, because honestly, they are, they definitely are. But you can't let it eat you up. You can't let that steal your joy. But do, let's talk about the good things. Get ready for some real exciting sex and romance when dating a younger man. Ooh. Tasters and I tell you where some of these older men fail, these younger men are picking up the slack. They are I don't know, working out, taking their vitamins, um, drinking juice like my Romeo, he wasn't into any crazy drugs. You know, he smoked a little weed or whatever, but that's that's regular shit. You know, we, we drank recreationally, have a little booze or whatever, but he was fun. He was such a good time and he was excited about everything. Just excited about the possibilities. And one thing I learned about dating younger men, they seem to be very expressive, much more expressive than older men. I feel like a lot of times men my age and older, they're jaded. They express you know they're not as expressive. They don't believe in the romance factor anymore. You know, everything a lot of times the talk. It gets dull. It's about the future. You know, what we are going to do. You know, let's prepare ourselves. Let's get ourselves together to make these things happen. But there's like, it's, it's joyless. And one thing about, again, dating younger men, they seem to be ready for romance. All of the possibilities, all of the joy that being in love can bring. I can remember my Romeo telling me one night. Well, after we had gotten together and we were all hanging out in a bar with our co-workers and he had his arms around me. I mean, we were brand spanking new. Probably just had been on our first date. And he said, I don't know about you, but I'm excited. And I had to tell him, I said, I am excited than you. He said, I feel like I'm more excited than you are. And it's just the that expressiveness was such a turn on. And, you know. I learned a lot from him, too, because he grew up in such a religious household. He was actually the first man that said grace with me in all the years that I've been dating and all the relationships that I've been in. I had actually never been with a man where we sat at the table together and bowed our heads in prayer before we ate, said prayers together before we went to sleep at night and it was like damn this feels good and it wasn't forced it wasn't phony he wasn't a religious fanatic but he just again he placed God first in his life and he was excited to bring that joy that he had about God to me yeah that's the type of stuff I um that's what I deal with when I'm dating young so Again, if you're going to get into Cougar territory, just prepare yourself for the good, the bad, and the not so good. Because with my young man, look, my Romeo, that's what we had. We had good, we had bad, we had great, and not so good. But we never had any ugly. And also, prepare yourself for the fact that this just may be for a season and for a time. You got to cherish the memories because it may not last forever forever. But only time will tell. So, um... I guess I could keep it short. You know, I've got so much to say. But I don't want to say everything. Because I'm not an expert on it. It's just I wanted to share my experience. And again, the reason why I call myself a gold metacouga is because... My Romeo actually loved me. And we did loving, beautiful things. And oh, you know, let me talk about family. Um... Depending on how deep you get into it with your younger person. You're going to have family members that have an issue with it. You're going to have family members that feel it's their place to say something. Especially, oh, be prepared for the mother. Now, one thing I was very fortunate about. My Romeo's mother was actually, you know what? She was very mature about it. She wasn't thrilled about the fact that I was dating her son. But she wasn't angry with me. When she got to know me and she saw the woman that I was, she actually felt good that he was dating someone like myself. Meaning, you know, stable, living decently, kept a nice home, had my shit together. You know, for the most part, I wasn't out here trying to break her son or fool him and to get me pregnant. Yeah, you know, shit like that happens. And I had no desire. And speaking of pregnancy, you know, you all are probably wondering, well, you know, you was such a damn great cougar. and He was such a good Romeo. Why'd you break up? That was honestly, that was my choice. I felt like without getting into too many details again, I knew that it was for a season and a time and I didn't fight it when it came to a close and you know what? I can honestly say that our parting of ways was one of the most amicable breakups I've ever had with a man in all of my relationships. This young man and I are still cool to this day. I can call him. I can wish him a happy birthday, Merry Christmas. We may not even talk for a whole year, but, you know, send a message like, Hey, Stella, how you doing? You crossed my mind today. How's the family? Like, yeah, we're definitely on that type of time. And that makes me feel good because a lot of my breakups, well, breakups are never a happy thing, but, you know, it wasn't a, Oh, kill, kill, kill. I hope he dies. Like, duh. Get on my nerves and fuck you, nigga. You broke my heart. We didn't go through any of that, and he actually moved back down south. So you know, that's that part of it. But yeah, that that's my cougar story. That's my story with my pretty young. And Tasters, I'm just curious, do you have any cougar tales that you'd like to share? Any good, any bad, any ugly? Because I know that, you know, everybody's cougar situation is not so good. And again, I use that. And oh, just to let you know, that's a stolen term. I'd actually read years ago, it was called, the term was all-star cougar. And it was saying, like, it, it was like talking about getting young men to spoil you and trick on you and all that shit. So I wouldn't take it that far. My Romeo was not a trick, but you know what? He definitely treated me good. He was romantic. He loved to date. He was exciting, excited about life. Just liked doing nice things for me. Look, I was his lady, and he was my man. Ain't that a Celine Dion song? <laughs> And I really enjoyed the time that I spent with him. So you know what? I can um take this out whether I know you fucking lying. Let's talk about again people that will get into your business when your relationship with a younger man is not a secret and people know about it. You have people that's gonna step into your business. So anyway, like I said, we met on the job as working on the steel together and it was this big stinking nasty ugly steel worker we're gonna call him grizzly who decided to get into our business he stepped to my young boy when he found out that we were together and told him uh-uh now romeo she ain't for you now leave her alone She is not for you. Mind you, I didn't know this man outside of work, but he was speaking about me like he know me, like he had been with me. Let's not talk about the fact that he lived in my DMs. As a matter of fact, it wasn't even no DMs. When he was um, doing all this bullshit, he was in my, what is this shit on Facebook? That's not the DM. I don't even remember what it's called because I haven't been on Facebook in so long, but you know what I mean? Sending me messages on Facebook and it was like, are you shitting me? You telling my young man that he need to leave me alone? That he needs to get out from under whatever he's into with me? while you trying to get inside? (laughs) I know you fucking lying. I know you lying. But look, I'm going to take a pause for the cause. Give me a second, because I do have something else that I want to touch on. Hey, hey, Tasers, I'm back. But, um... Yeah, so that was the I know you fucking lying portion. You know, you're going to have people who feel that it's their place to step into your business when you're dating younger men. They're going to have their opinions. They're going to feel that it's okay to voice their opinions. Oh, but again, I do need to brag again about my Romeo. He was such an old soul, and he worked so well on the still. I remember there was another respected gentleman on the still. I, I don't even want to call him out, but he, he's still my man to this day, and everybody respected him. We were all working real late one night on the still. and my Romeo was working so well. He looked at him, and he said, young man, how old are you? Like, you know, a lot of times to get us through the night, we would talk to each other or whatever, and the conversation was just flowing, and it was talking about music, and he knew he was young, but he had to know. So when my Romeo told him how young he was, he shook his hand. He said, I, "You know what? I, I had to give it to you. I thought that you were at least thirty, and that made my look. That made my Romeo feel so good. And you know, we got that a lot outside of the shade from the bitches that was so observant of how young he was and how old I was compared to him. You had a lot of people who just couldn't believe that he was so young, and it was a beautiful thing because he was just so." Mature, you know, and it wasn't an act, like I said, he was really a gentleman, like, really had his shit together. You know, when I was with him, um, I went with him to a dealership out in Jersey one day because he decided that he wanted a new car and we just went and got his new car. He was living in one place and didn't like that place no more and had me running around with him to the realtor, looking at different places and wanted me to see the spots because he wanted to know that, you know, anywhere he lived that I would be comfortable in there too. Like that was impressive. I never had a man in my life that his apartment hunt depended on my comfort. I had my own place And he already had his own place, but he wanted to make sure that the next place that he moved into was a place that I would be happy laying in, cooking in, loving in. And that was a big deal to me. So anyway, Tasters, I want to end this uh, All Star Cougar episode with this. It was brought to my attention that some people... Saw the Hard of Saw podcast by a friend. And they had a lot to say. And all the things that they had to say were not positive. It was like more on the, oh wow, my God. And what's next? I can't believe she said that. Then in that same conversation, we were talking about like all the shit that's going on with bloggers and YouTubers being sued. First of all, um I'm not a YouTuber. And... I'm not, I don't consider myself a blogger. I'm not. I have a podcast. And if you all don't know, or you don't listen to the bio, when you link in to hear my podcast each week, my podcast is a passion project for myself, part journal, part journalism. I'm going to give you life stories, background stories, things that apply to Stella Belafonte, even if you hear me mention a celebrity, it's never going to be celebrity gossip. That is not my mission. That is not my ministry. And it's certainly not my platform. I have no interest in who's sniffing what, who's fucking who and why. Now, if you do hear me mention a celebrity again, it has to be as it pertains to my life, On my community in some capacity. For instance. You will never hear me say. Hey tasters. I got a tasty topic for you. Guess who was caught. Coming out of the back entrance. The back exit. Of the Moxie Hotel. In Manhattan at 3 o'clock in the morning. With somebody else's husband. You're never going to get that from me. Because I don't care about stuff like that. It's not my business. I got to be real with you. I don't even know how these so-called gossips and bloggers and YouTubers sleep at night with the shit that they spread. And honestly, it's no wonder that these lawsuits are happening. It, it makes no sense. Again, like I said, I don't care what kind of drugs you on. Unless your drug usage and your alcoholism and your abuse situation, again, has affected my life, my community, or the black community as a whole, you are not going to hear me discuss it here. Not frivolously. Now, Dick Cannon, for example, when I spoke about him, that ain't gossip. That is news. And that is fact. The fact that Nick Cannon is out here single-handedly making himself responsible for keeping the population of the planet Earth at its peak is not gossip. That is fact. That is news. But that's about as far as you'll get from me. Like I said, when it comes to the celebrity world, you know, again, I don't give a fuck about what you're doing, who you're doing it with. Unless it applies to my life in some way, shape, or form. But trust me, I know how to make most of this shit that celebrities get into apply to my life in some way, shape, or form. So you hear about it, but it's never going to be in, again, in the form of gossip. You looking for gossip? You don't want tasty topics. But if you want to hear about good shit pertaining to life love romance family religion jobs wealth death birth so on and so forth then you've come to the right place and let me end this yeah i'm really getting ready to go now promise you look i'm about to stop talking um let's round out my top five podcasts my top five faves that i cannot miss and in um no particular order And I'm going to exclude myself. Let's do that. Again, in no particular order. Let's start with Views of an X. Get your memos ready. Get your your pens out. It's Views of an X podcast is one. Then there is Hard or Soft podcast. That's two. Cocktails with Kiki and Medina. Poor Minds. And then there is another podcast that I really love and look forward to each week called The Friend Zone. And outside of the podcast, I have to throw one more in there. If you don't follow Chronicle Speaks on YouTube, you should. She is a YouTuber. She is a vlogger, but she deserves a journalism award. If you all are following the case that, um, The big case with Tim Norman, who was just convicted and waiting to be sentenced for having his own nephew set up and killed in a murder for hire for insurance purposes. Um, Then you need to follow Chronicle Speaks. When I tell you she did her due diligence, she was even took it as far as going down to the courthouse. And this story was so wild So crazy. I don't, I. I, is juicy the word for a story like this? Hell yeah, it is. Because as tragic as the story of the murder of Andre Montgomery was set up by his own Uncle Tim Norman, as crazy as it was, it was very interesting. And Chronicle Speaks on YouTube made it all the more interesting. So check that story out. Again, Chronicle Speaks on YouTube. And I need to say this. Why is it that in the United States of America, you can just take insurance policies out on anybody? I still can't wrap my head around that. And I've been hearing that for years. I feel like unless it's an immediate relation, like your spouse, your child, your grandchild, that should be the cutoff. Like it pains me to know that there's some family member who can just take it upon themselves if they have my information. To take out an insurance policy on me. Like, why isn't that question scrutinized more? Am I wrong? Like, isn't it that easy to just take out life insurance on people? I, I don't know. But again, Chronicle speaks on YouTube. And that's it. I hope you enjoyed yourself at my table. I look forward to bringing you all Tasty subject matter each Tuesday, and I cannot leave without saying thank you, thank you to all my new listeners. Because of the Heart of Soft podcast and the views for this episode that I was a part of, I've gotten a new fan base. And I'm so grateful to you all. And just to let you know, everybody that follows me because of Heart of Soft Podcast, I always follow back. And I look forward to getting to know who you all are in social media, like what your likes are and your dislikes. And um, let me know. And again, to all my new listeners, if there are subjects that you want me to touch on, you can send all inquiries to my email address is Ms. MsZionBox at gmail.com. That's M-I-Z-I-R-O-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. I look forward to your emails. It could be anything. It could be advice. If you just want to know my opinion on something or, you know, you got a tasty topic that you'd like for me to share with the people, send it in. That's MsZionBox at gmail.com. And this is Stella Belafonte stepping away from the table. Bye.